this week on Not Another Shooting Show. If found, visit. I lost this to TSA.com. If I advance on you, I trigger your lizard brain. You can have a strap around your inner thigh, rubbing on your scrotum if you would like. Do you run a strap on? He's Jeff King. I'm Andy Erickson. This is not another shooting show. Hey, good news, Jeff. The TSA did its job, I think. Yay? That That's always scary. They set a record confiscating firearms at airports in the United States. During 2023, TSA intercepted 6,737 firearms at airports and security checkpoints, preventing them from getting into the secure areas of the airport and onboard aircraft. Uh, the previous record was 6,542. Now, how many actually got on the planes that were not caught? What is your guess? I mean, I've seen reports that they only find like 1%. So like, you know, it, mm-hmm. could, be, it could be tens of thousands. It could be two. I don't know. But like the my experience with the TSA has not been a positive on um, successful. Have you uh, ever got busted with something you weren't supposed to have? Uh, I may or may not have had a pocket knife. That, oh, how dare uh, you. Right. And it was in like this dumb pocket in my bag. And they like pulled me aside, and of course I did the dumb, uh, like suburban thing of they're like, we think there's a knife in here. Do, do you? And like, oh, it's right here. And like reached in to grab it, and they were like, no, 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 no you stop. And I was like, please don't get the glove out. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not about that life. And yeah. I, I like pointed it out, and like they were like, do you want to go back out to your car? Da, da, da. And I think I was running late, or someone had dropped me off, and I was like, the knife's like nine dollars, so. I don't really care. <laughs> Just put it in the bin of stuff you sell on eBay later. That's fine. I don't care. Oh, that's why we should laser engrave knives and then go through TSA and see how many of them end up. <laughs> I on, lost on this eBay. at TSA. <laughs> 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 if found, visit. I lost this to TSA.com. <laughs> oh my that God. would be a great website. Is it a website? I should check. Like, I mean, I had this great idea. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm thinking... Uh, well, someone it, already thought of it. Right. Well, maybe they didn't. I, you, we always think, oh, someone's already doing this. And then you're like, maybe they're not. It just not. says like, it can't be reached. So that means it's available. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I have so many web domains, though. I don't need <laughs> another one. Like things like, oh, th- maybe I'll do something with that. No. No, I probably won't. Anyway, um, notanothershootingshow.com. You can uh, find my Area 3 petition there. Uh, if you live in Area 3 and you are um, a current member of USPSA, I'm running for Area 3 in the special election, so notanothershootingshow.com. However, Jeff, I'm hoping I won't need it. I mean, that would be convenient. And- it would. I, I, I'm running for Area 3, and like I said on the last episode, I don't want to be the Area 3 director. I want Scott to be. And now it seems like after the most recent board meeting, which I, for a split second I thought after Wednesday, hey, should we do another one real quick? No, we, we can wait for next week. It's fine. We don't have to do another one. We can wait. Um, yep. But the meeting, uh, the, the, the conclusion of the meeting, part two... The exciting conclusion of the USPSA board meeting uh, was on last Wednesday, and it was a banger, and it started off with a bang. I was not watching it. I was uh, 
recording my other podcast so i get done with that and i look at my phone and it had blown up with like can you believe this is happening of course nobody says what it is because they're assuming right. i'm watching and yep. i'm like no i can't what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> which, uh, which thing specifically is, is are you also upset about yes yes uh so what happened was first thing right out of the gate ben barry what and by the way, Ben Barry is a fucking gangster, just a baller on the board. Comes out guns blazing, although he comes out guns blazing at about this excitement level. Um, has a point of order and it does not. Um, I'm trying. Oh God, now I'm blanking on what the the actual point of order was. Was wh- how how did they overturn it? I forget. Shit. It it, it was that he. Mm. Now I'm forgetting. It's like he, the bylaw they used wasn't the bylaw that said you had to have the active membership. Oh, so that, that, that's right. Yeah, use the they used the wrong bylaw when they got rid of him, and so he's like, "Hey, you guys weren't up to code, so yeah. like he's got to come okay. back." Okay, the bylaw they used to remove him did not have a stipulation on continuous membership to be whatever. They sort of inferred that it would be. Well, if he wasn't eligible to be a candidate, how could he have been a candidate? But then, eventually, after a bunch of this nonsense goes on, which, by the way, I have a couple clips I'm going to play from the meeting. This is my favorite one from the meeting. When Leighton is trying to ask, like, (laughs) the most pot-calling-the-kettle black question that has ever been asked, ever. Could the chair explain... (laughs) to the membership how we can pass a motion and we have passed a motion now that is not in compliance with the bylaws and that is in direct contradiction to bylaw 6.2 jeff how can they how could they pass a motion that's in direct violation of the bylaws i'm going to go with mel rodero <laughs> for 1000 alex uh yeah I, when I heard that, I'm sure there were thousands of USPSA members laughing their asses off the moment they heard late news ties and say, how can we pass a motion that's not in compliance with the bylaws? Yes, yes, it is. It's a it's a glorious moment when you're like, you don't see it. You really don't. No, see it. no, no, does not doesn't get it. No, it, it does not understand. The only thing that made it better was Yi Min's response to that little protest. Well, if we take a look at the motion over here, it's not that it's not that a, uh, an interim director has not been appointed, it's that the appointment may be delayed. And if we're going to talk about the subject of precedence, we can always refer back to the uh, refer back to the area four or the departed area four director's circumstance, which there was also a motion made and approved by the board that was in, not in compliance with the bylaws. So we have actually, this organization has set precedents for before to account for the spirit of the law rather than the absolute letter of the law. I was so like, I was just, as soon as I heard him say, I'm like, fuck yeah, ye man, you go get him. <laughs> Fucking A. It was just, it was the, it was perfect. It was a perfect yep. rebuttal to it. And the fact that it's being live streamed and now we've never seen board meetings before we don't know what they're actually like uh the letter the email that scott arnberg the departed area three director had brought 
uh, or had sent out last week mentioned how Leighton seemed very tame in the first board meeting last week. Right. Because that, that, was, that was him scaled down because he knew everyone was watching. Right. And so you can only imagine how big of a prick he would have been if this wasn't live streamed and throwing yeah. a hissy fit and trying to bully Yeeman into n- not doing this. And that didn't happen. And Yeeman brought the hammer down and was like, no, this is it. Yeah. And then there eventually and- was, he did appeal it and it was voted down. And yes. And now Frank is back. Now, here's the best part of the whole thing was. I don't have this audio. I didn't have time to get it all. I just figured out how to wire this in so I can actually play clips off of my fancy podcast button board thing. Um, When looking at the list of dates, like as it was up, when it was sitting there on the screen, I think I took a screenshot of this and saved it on my phone so I could reference it when we recorded. Um, uh, Yep, there it is. Okay, so... I'm looking at the dates. I zoomed in on YouTube as I was watching it because I, I didn't see it live. I, I was watching it the next day. And I'm looking at the dates. I'm like, okay, that overlaps. You know, it was like, it, like he renewed just in time there. Uh, it was, uh, it was whatever. And then I'm looking at, wait a minute, January 1st, 2020. Renewal date. Expiration date, December 2nd, 2020. Like that doesn't make any sense. What the hell's up with that? He got a eleven month membership. What? That is weird. Right, and I'm looking at this going, and this is at about the point where Russell Fortney's like having his hissy fit about. But the bylaws, it he, so he got he gets to be a candidate, and not follow the new bylaw. Well, okay, first off. It, you can't change the three point line in basketball to a four point line at halftime. Right. That's that's kind of what this was. That's why Frank never should have been considered a, a three ter, a three year candidate. It should have been a two year because, like, if you change the rules in the middle of the game, like that's not how this works. The rules are what they were at the time of the thing, right? And so, but even it, it, remove that because of just how the IT dude coded the website, your expiration date is always one day and one year after you last expired like no matter what yeah okay so all his expiration dates starting with 2018 are exactly one year and one day later regardless of when he renewed and there's no actual written thing in the bylaws that that's how it is it's just how he coded the website so when frank when i and i noticed this and then frank comes on and explains it to everybody and then it's like oh 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 God, like there's, there's like no going back on this. So it's either like the way the websites run, it's either when you renew your membership and you do it after expiration, it is either retroactive, meaning it regains its continuity or, uh, they, they screwed up and didn't give him a year when he renewed on the first. And then it was prior to a year every single time after that. So, yep. Or early. So, like, he had, he certainly paid for three years of membership regardless. It was just like a stupid semantic thing. And thank God that Ben and Yemen and Frank, I'm sure behind the scenes, was, you know, I'm, I'm sure they were working together to get it fixed and it happened. And 
And they got four votes to two, and thank God. So, yeah, no, it's 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 nice, and I mean, and then there's the word on the current word on the street is that maybe you don't need to be a, a candidate for Area Three. Uh, yes. Um, before we get that to that though, then later on in the meeting, all of a sudden out of nowhere, Mel Rodero resigns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, no, so that, much I happened mean, in this meeting that there it, was. It's, <laughs> There was a lot that happened in the meeting. I remember before we started the show, I was like, ah, we only have to spend 15 minutes on USPSA and that's it. Ah, now that I think about it, we probably have to spend more than that. Um, So Mel Rodero resigns. Boom. Now we're going to have a third special election. Because that's what we need. (laughs) Um, However, as you mentioned, the groundwork was laid for maybe there won't be. There's it's like the door is open a crack for Scott Arnberg to come back. Um, you want to talk about how that all went down? Did you get that, or I, I'll, we didn't I'll say who was gonna say? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I I've only seen the uh, press shooting insight slash Ben. Like, oh, you didn't watch the whole thing. I I'll be yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I caught the cliff notes, um, and and the mockery and the memes. But to listen to a four hour gotcha um, okay thing, uh, I would have been drunk and not paying attention like <laughs> like our professional director donna webb uh who is a bitch and hey she hold her alcohol. She, she she sent a message somewhere to somebody that says she was not intoxicated and how dare you <laughs> how dare you i was intoxicated if, i was i was totally present and fun well if it wasn't in she was like having a mini stroke like something i mean it was something was weird i don't know what i mean maybe she was just right. tired i don't know well, but, then we need to hire like more professional drinker because if you're going to be drunk on or falling asleep when you're getting paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and to do fucking twelve days of work, like fuck you. Yeah. Um. So basically, what it was was, I I forget how it came up. The, oh, they there was a a motion to delay the. Well, which it's a moot point now anyway. The, in the meeting, there was a motion to delay Sherwin Greenfield becoming the Area 3 interim director. Um, it's not official, but rumor has it that Sherwin re- withdrew his name. Yeah, that, that's what from the, being the word on the street is. Interim A3. So um, the reason there was a motion to delay him being installed as the interim A3 was to get another opinion from a Delaware business attorney that because there is a, a law in Delaware um, corporate law that says uh, the board members of an organization, a board member cannot be removed by a vote of the board. They can only be removed by a vote of the shareholders, which in our case as a nonprofit is the membership. And, I recall there being citation to case law where in the case of a nonprofit, it is the members of the organization and not shareholders because there are no shareholders in USPSA. It's the members. So, um, and if, which, and there could be other case law, like there's the laws that are on the books, but then there can be case law that colors how those laws are actually interpreted. That wouldn't be obvious to someone just reading the law. So it, there could be, case law that says yeah but this and that's why it actually is okay for it to happen 
Um, but no one has really gotten a straight answer on it. Donna was protesting, you know, spending money for another opinion that we've already found this blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but like, it sounds weird that an attorney, an attorney just giving an opinion, which if you told the attorney, Hey, we really want you to give this opinion. Cause we're going to pay you money to give us this opinion because we're pretty sure no one's going to actually file a lawsuit on it. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll give you that opinion. Yeah. I mean, well, if, if, I don't know. I'm going to be 100% honest. If I was a lawyer and looked at a sport of autistic like people with a lot of time on my hands, I would not try to fuck with them because it appears that we have several lawyers in, in the uh, sport who are like, oh, I have time. Like, yeah. I am prepared to do this because isn't isn't Jim or whatever, like, weren't there some complaints sent to him? Yeah, he was real quiet or, in the second one. Yeah. Real he, quiet. His his gusto got taken, or the wind got taken out of his sails real fucking quickly. And mm-hmm. but um, so they want another opinion now that Ben's actually on the board, Yemen's back on the board. The opinions on that had not really been done since they were on, as far as I can tell. Yep. It was just sort of, um, yeah. Well, we asked a guy, and they said yes. Well, who? How? What? Who, you know. Who right, was they, it? They, they always seem to find, like, hey, this lawyer in, like, Alaska says, that, like, this is cool. And we're like, but we're dealing with Delaware law or right. Washington law. Like, why why are we talking to them? That that would be like being like, this British lawyer says that this is fine. Yes. I, 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 don't, I don't care. He's not the lawyer for the thing we're doing. So why are we even talking to him? So they're going to get another opinion to see that, to find out if the, with, of the, if the removal of Scott Arnberg from the board was even legal under Delaware law. And if it was not legal, I don't have to run for area three director anymore. Now, um, like if I, if, if he's not reinstalled or he chooses not to be, cause that could be a thing. I mean, he, I, I could see Scott going, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't need this anymore. Um, I hope he doesn't. If, if there's a way for him to get back in, I hope he does get back in. Um, I'm not saying that because I don't want to be the area three director. I kind of don't want to be, but I only feel compelled to run because of what happened. If Scott is back, like I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to be sad. Right. Uh, I just, I want to shoot. I want to run the great plains hit factor championship. Actually, I would prefer to run the great plains section championship, but well, it, it it does create a question, and I I don't know if this is the the realm you want to delve into. But if Scott is reappointed, does it does the rebellion continue for you? Uh for me, no. I I would if Scott's back. Um, the, I mean, I'm still gonna be hawkish on shit going down, but we're gonna have uh three. To, f- I mean, they won't quite have majority yet if Bruce one is there. Um, but I mean, if Scott's back, I would say yes. I would probably go. I would tone it down. I don't know if I would go back to a level two USPSA. Um, just because, just a level one. It'd probably just do it as a level one. I don't know. Um. But it, it's it's an interesting question because like it is. I'm, because, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm protesting. I'm on the side. What's that? 
I'm on the farther side is it's like just because the three of the or Scott and and Frank would be back and we have Ben and Yemen that doesn't give me hope like I want a full like all of the old BODs need to go well I don't want to the old the it'll legacy take too long for that to, to happen I don't I don't disagree but it it kind of like I hate to say these words but I'm kind of on Ben's side of Ben Stager side of hey we need to keep the pressure up because no I, I believe I would like them to all leave I agree with that too the pressure needs to be kept up but at the same time um there has to be an ending to the you know the hardcore protest like I went right. hardcore when Scott got removed I was I was as as one would say I was radicalized when right, Scott was removed. I by the way, if any board members listening to this or anybody else in management, uh Ben Steger did not radicalize me. The board radicalized me. That's yeah. who did it. Right. I didn't like, I, like Ben hasn't told me how to think. I think for myself. Thank you very much. Um sometimes I'm informed by things he's put out and I can't think of anything that's been 100% irrefutably incorrect. But um, although he did have sort of a internet faux pas this week, did you see that? Um, oh God, yeah. Oh I my didn't. God. I didn't it know that so, either. So, it, well, I I did because I'm terminally on Reddit, but I don't actually watch <laughs> any of Paul Harrell's videos. I don't either. I was a, I was aware that he like had cancer because he like, has a terminal month, cancer. Uh, right, like a month ago, he had like put out a video that was like, "Hey guys, this is probably going to be like." I, my last video, like I'm handing it off to my brother, like da da yeah. da, and and again, I've ne- I've never really watched his content. He he does kind of like long rambly stuff that just isn't in my forte, um, because I don't read. And it's not the and, greatest, most accurate modern information when it comes to handgun usage no, either. No, no, he he, it is a, it's been a constant battle of like he has a very he, very big following though. Dedicated gi- following, very giant, very dedicated following. He's also very polite, very kind. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's he's like a good dude. That's information is just like fifteen years or twenty years out of date. And yeah. So like you don't want to be a dick because he's the nice guy, but, but he's also not <laughs> up to date. And so Ben Stager was like, "Hey, this dude put out this drill. Let's talk about this drill." And you're like, "Bro, read the room." And then I didn't he came know- out with. I saw it and didn't know though. I didn't think anything of it. I was just kind of like, Haha, "That's funny," you know. Right, right. And, I didn't and, know Paul Harrell had terminal cancer, and then yeah, and then Ben posted sort of a. I, it was like it was a non apology. It was a non apology apology. Like he had no idea that Paul Harrell was dying of cancer, and people were like crushing him for how could you post a video without doing all of the research? Who does? Okay, I, I, like. I, I, I will say that I when first reading it, I, my first thought was, of course you would. And then the second thought was, maybe he doesn't know. But yeah. like I, I Ben has built a a following on being an obstinate, like, let's see how much drama I can stir. He's a provo- it, provocateur. A, I mean a provocateur. And yeah. I mean and, and like X ray Alpha had just come off his little interview with the um instructor zero and so yeah. i was like hey he's he went after that part of old school like gun tube now he's going after this part of gun yeah. tube. but i was like I, I does he know that was a, it was really unfortunate though i mean 
I believe Ben had no idea. I because I didn't know. Like right, I, and, I, I'm pretty and, sure he doesn't follow Paul Harrell on YouTube. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm. I'm pretty sure the the world champion in handgun shooting is not like you know what I need to know about revolvers revolvers in the late 90s that is that is the information and what 38 special does to ballistic gel that's what i want to find out about today that that wasn't paul harrell's thing he would shoot was it he shot literal like sides of beef oh i thought he did to fame maybe i don't know i haven't seen that many paul harrell videos i don't know right so i i I mean i've I've seen him i'm aware of him but i i'm you know i didn't i haven't seen his entire catalog or anything from my terminally onlineness from what i picked up from like what he brought to the gun sphere was he would do he wouldn't do ballistic tests on gel he would do it on like sides of beef that's or like that's almost as expensive these days as the ballistic gel Right. And so like that was that was like one of his claim to fame, which we can talk about what that test actually looked like for the we for could the let's say that for caliber 45. But like, yeah. And so anyways, it, it was a very unfortunate thing. But he's he's as you say, he's such a provocateur that half the people were like, yeah, this, this is in line with, with what you would do. And the other half's like, really, bro? Like, what the fuck? But like I had, like I said, I had no idea Paul Harrell was dying of cancer. I, d- I knew nothing about it. So um, I like I kind of I, I I I would have to give Ben a pass on that because like I didn't know you know anyway yeah um so board uh yeah I I do think for myself you know uh the Heller monkeys don't program my brain for me uh you radicalized me when you kicked Scott out and further radicalized me when you kicked Frank out temporarily thank God it was temporary so um like you said if. I, I don't know if 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 Scott gets gets back in here in the next month or so, uh, I'll probably go back to it being a USPSA match. Um, I did see that Jake Martins liked the photo of the logo Michelle did for the Great Plains Hit Factor Championship. So um, read into oh, that, that whatever you will. That is, that is, oh my god! It's so I, glorious. now I know now I know uh, HQ is checking up on me. So hi HQ guys. Yep. Hey. Um, so there you go. Uh, so yeah, there the door is just slightly open for Scott to get back in. There's no guarantee it's happening. There's just there there's an avenue of approach that has been created. In something may happen there, and it may not. We have no idea at this point. But um, yeah, anything else? USPSA. There were some other things that happened in that meeting. There was uh, they were going to try and implement uh, distinguished grandmaster and. Changed the I way actually, they did. I actually agree with that kind of. I, like, and the way they were going about it, you have to win a nationals to get it. Right. Um, like, I thought that was actually, I actually think it's pretty cool. I think them trying to ram it in all of a sudden randomly at one meeting was just like. It It, it did It did feel like Rome is on fire. Hey, guys. Yeah. So, like, what paint are we using on the forum? <laughs> like, what are, what are we doing? And you're like, I feel like there's more important things going on right now than this yeah. conversation. Because, like. I'm not completely against it. No, but no. like, but like, hey, bro, you just lost three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it, a year for three years. Half of your, 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 your um, clubs are in full revolt or rebellion, and you just kicked off one of your most profitable regions. Yeah, uh, area directors. Maybe, maybe this can be tabled for tomorrow. <laughs> the the idea is kind of cool. I don't. 
Uh, I don't remember all the specifics of it, but it would involve you would have to be a grandmaster. And then there were some other things that went with it, and you would have to win a Nationals in order to achieve it. So the fact that winning a Nationals gives it to you, it would sort of establish that true upper echelon of GM that exists that is winning Nationals. Right, because there's always... We've talked about... The paper GMs and the the, nationally competitive GMs. Right, exactly. And it would give a, like, hey, if Nils is here, the game is a little bit different than if... I don't know the guy who made GM by getting to ninety five point oh one. Is that your your match? Like there, there's a different caliber at the match in, in those cases. Yeah, um, they were also th- there was another interesting that came, thing that came up, and it was sort of coinciding with this is trying to get more classifier scores out of matches like level two and three matches by requiring. Uh, the three GMs shoot 90% or better and then doing away with the 50 shooters in a division and making it so that if there's 10 in a, well, the way it was outlined was 10 in a, a division and at least 10 in a class. Well, if you have 10 in a class, you have 10 in a division and Ben Barry was sort of like, why that doesn't compute. Why would you say that when, if there's 10 in a class, there's already 10 in a division. It and, was, and to get to it, yeah, and to get to that point, you would you you would probably be at sixty or seventy people in the division regardless, and because you have that many people. By the way, Ben, I didn't mean to make you sound like a robot. It was just how the impersonation came out. I I love you. Like I'm I, no hate there. Okay, um, I, it was sort of like that was also going to be sort of a rush job. Here's the thing: I got to talking um, with a guy here who's very good with rules, and I was like, okay, you got three GMs that are over ninety percent, right? You got to have that for the match to count as a classifier. Right. Why does it have to be 10 in a class? Like there would have to be 10 A class people for me to get a classifier score out of it. There could be doesn't exist. There could be 27 B class. There could be 12 M class. And a lot of I there's been a number of matches I've gone to where there's not even 10 A class. I I, level two matches for the year that I was a class. Badoonch. Um, oh, I, hey, I beat I, you at Iowa. I, Just shut uh, up. I never competed against more than three A-class shooters. Yeah, it, it, all, it's, it always seems like it's I smaller. Uh, yeah, it, A-class is definitely like this like island of skill set where you're like, hey, you've started getting good. Be better. And like most people but, are like, I, I will be better. But the thing is, like, people kind of either leapfrog into M right away or they get hung up like forever. I did for the last three years. Yeah, and, you know. and so yeah, a, a class is this weird plateau and or island or whatever you want to call it that like two or three people at at a major will be in, and you're like, there are eighty people in carry optics, and there are two or three A class. It's shooters. usually not what that the bad. There were yeah, there were twelve or thirteen in A class at Great Plains last year. It was over ten, but oh wow, it got me it got me thinking. Why does there have to be fifty? Why does there have to be ten? If we have three GMs that all finish over ninety percent, they're the ones setting the bar. Right. It 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 becomes that like if the bar is set, then what does it matter for the rest of it? Right. And I, I, and, and I would I'd be very interested in and if Ben's listening to this, uh, I'd be very interested in how many matches actually qualified for this. Like if, and as and a major, then I'd be interested how many matches qualified for this as a local. Without well, level the 50, ones with, don't count. No, no, no. But without the fifty-person limit, like 
I, I would just be interested because like there's there's a like clubs in Colorado that sell out their match in fif- less than 15 minutes like they're sold out before they go out, they go public yeah and and like they have you know Charlie Perez and like several other GMs they got a lot that, of like, GMs show up and essentially every one of their matches is a level two right well, in terms yeah, of numbers it. anyway exactly and and essentially you could almost run their mat like their overall match as a classifier if if so inclined but it it's just an interesting like I would be interested how many times does this actually work out because I've shot a number of 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 matches where again like a Nils Jonathan, a Max Michelle, a JJ Vercaza, yeah. Christian Seiler shows up and is like 10% above the next GM and so it invalidates everything. I I, sh- I shot the Florida Open several years ago and JJ and Max were 20% above the next highest GM and so they invalidated the entire thing like to not count because they were that much better. Yeah. Because there was no way a third GM was getting into that top ten percent. Exactly. Um, and, and so but it, one thing I thought though was that if if there are three GMs over ninety, and one of them is over ninety five, you know, in in other words, one of them was close to winning, you know, right? Because you could have like an M class dude win the match, and then the second place guy was a G, and he was like ninety eight point eight percent. So. And and I mean that happens when a guy in M class is like, hey, he's he's really as good. He just hasn't hooked up on enough classifiers or whatever. So right, and it it happens. But uh, that was interesting. I and if there's something more, I mean, I get that if there's more people, then there's more competition. But if the other forty seven people are all B class, like three GMs, like what the what are we talking about? Like the three GMs is what sets the bar, and either GM means right. something or it doesn't. Right. And, so. And that- that's a, that's a long-term conversation yeah. about like the classification anyway, system and but I and I don't want to have any more of that. Uh other stuff, we get thigh holsters now, I guess. That's good. Um A cops? You can have yes. a you can have a strap around your inner thigh. Um rubbing on your scrotum if you would like. So, it sounds now. like, sounds like so, a fun Tuesday night. Yeah. Um which I thought that rule was dumb. It it comes from when they were trying to avoid looking tactical, and that ship has sailed in 2024. So, um, no one cares if it looks tactical or like there was still there was a, a rule about camo being illegal, and USPSA was using camo really? patterns in shirts they sold. Yeah, that was also in there too. They didn't get rid of that, I didn't but remember that rule. Um, yeah, thigh holsters and uh, and I think magazines can be on the thigh holster or something like that, or on a thigh rig. But it's still the the butt of the gun still has to be at least even with the top of the belt. You know, that requirement is still there, but they can have a thigh strap on it. So it's not like the big drop leg holster is legal. It's just it can have a thigh strap now. So, yeah. Yeah. And well, yay for tactarts. Yeah. Well, or cops, which are same thing. Hey, I bought like a duty style belt, like a, a light duty belt. And yeah. I like it better than my competition belts, honestly. Well, I mean, if yeah, like but, if I put my boss holster on that, it would be fantastic. Do you, do you, do you run a strap on it? No. You run a strap on? No. Okay. <laughs> Donna, this is how you be drunk while you're while you're on recording something. Yes. yes. It, no, I'm. Uh, Jeff is on his second uh, old fashioned. I am they're on double my fashions. If I'm honest, they're what? 
They're double old fashioned. Oh, good honest. job. Well done, sir. Uh, I, I just killed a bottle of Buffalo Trace and now I'm uh, into my traveler whiskey, the Chris Stapleton whiskey. I found a bottle of that. It's pretty good. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't think there's anything else terribly important USPSA. I think, can we move on? Oh, 100%. Okay. Because we have a, a new feature on the show. Thanks to Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jeff's comment section. Jeff King has a YouTube channel and he posts lots of shorts and lots of people write really stupid shit in the comment section. And this is the best of Jeff comment section. Take it away, sir. Is the music still supposed to be playing? Yes. Listen, okay. we're going to have a music bed under this. Come oh, good. This is a high quality program. Gotcha. All right. Well, found the overweight dude living in his mom's basement. Huh. Oh, are you talking about me? Oh, no. That's a comment you got. Okay. Sorry. Rude. Ru- your mom passed away. That's. Ru- that's. Ter- Ew, how can. They- how- Why didn't they do their research? They should have known your mom passed away. What a prick. They, they should have DM'd me. <laughs> Andy, may I ask why little Tiffany deserved to die? <laughs> Men in black, that's an awesome comment. That's why are you th- that's not mean at all. That's just awesome. Right. But why are you breathing so hard? <laughs> oh, ow. Oh, I feel it. Att- well, because you were working hard. If you're not breathing hard by the time you finish the stage, Jeff. Even if it's a stand and shoot classifier, you weren't trying hard enough. Exactly. Yeah. I thought this was a gay parody with rainbow colors, but then the shooting started. Oh, was that a second person? Was that a third person video with your jersey? Yes, with my wonderful Florida jersey. Thank you, Michelle Weitzel. (laughs) MW Activewear, ladies and gentlemen. Sponsor of the show. Our first sponsor of the show. (laughs) All this training with guns, but no training in the gym. Ow. Oh, yeah, I get it. Ow. I'm fat. <laughs> Speaking of which, hey, why you, you running great for a fat guy who's six foot nine? You really oh, do. Th- thank you. Why are you run like a Teletubby? <laughs> I got little legs. <laughs> you do run like a Teletubby, though. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> I never thought about it. The you okay? Jeff is six nine. He's huge, um, but <laughs> for a guy who's six nine, what is like your inseam when you buy pants or jeans? Like, what is your inseam? Thirty six inch. Only thirty six. Yes, I'm just at the higher end of normal, I guess. Yeah, well, like that's still like you can just you can find thirty six inseam pants on the shelf. Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh my, okay. Oh my God. I have. I do have little legs. This is bullshit. Yeah. For a dude who's six nine, you have. I mean, there's. I mean, your hips are still basically where my tits are. But that's you know. Okay. Hey, they don't. They don't lie. Uh. <laughs> but my hips don't lie. Well, good thing those targets ain't shooting back. Oh yeah. If you ain't getting shot at, you ain't training. Exactly. That's that's what I see in all the tactical videos. Yeah, all no those ju- videos where the guys are shooting guns at each other for fun, and it's not yeah. airsoft. It's actual <laughs> live ammo. Come on. You I, haven't lived you unless you've been... <laughs> No judgment, bro, but I know a cosplayer when I see him. You little badasses are so cool, and definitely are going to put those skills to the real test someday when the government tries to take yours. Can I get an amen? That was the whole comment? Yep. 
Oh wow, they were trying really hard. Yes, because Can I, I make get an amen. Harper. Yeah, I mean, yes. ma what was the video? Were you cosplaying? I was doing a pro am match. That's what's confused oh. the shit out of me. Oh, okay. It wasn't the night match. Nope. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, th that one would make sense. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> How can you be stable with a gut like that? Um. Well, weight helps stabilize. I mean, right. it requires and more energy to move the mass. Right. And I, I tend to try to be stable with my legs. <laughs> Do, have you ever come into a position hard? And like you're aiming, and then you actually feel your gut kind of jiggle around you, and you're like, "Fuck, I need to lose weight." <laughs> yes, and then I go to, to <laughs> in a match. I, that's happened to me before. <laughs> the, the, then I go to the bar to get bar food afterwards to to soothe my feelings. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, DQ for muzzle pointing over the berm during your circus act. Unload and show clear. Be professional. Oh, they don't like your. You're they don't. They don't. They don't like my laziness. And you catch the round out of the air, right? Because I'm tall and don't want to lean down. How many times out of ten do you drop it? Uh, two out of ten. Oh, so you do lose a few. Okay. Yeah. I'm left-handed, so it's like the easiest unload and show clear ever. I just like grab the slide, rack Straight it in your hand, and it pops out of my hand, and then I lock the slide back and show the arrow. It just it just ejaculates into your hand. You're it done. just it, yeah, my gun comes in my hand and then I put it back in the mag and that's it. So boom, done. It's easy. But last two, average American high schooler preparing to go back to school. Whoa, that was dark. Yeah, they get dark real fucking quick. Wow, you you're absolutely dead with those skills. Uh, just to be clear, I'm one of the best shooters in the world, but whatever. You're one of the best shooters in the world. I beat you at Iowa section. What are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> when you say that, that sounds so conceited when you say best shooter in the world, but like, you don't mean like you're, you're Nils or JJ. No, I mean that... Out of the entire world of people who shoot handguns. I'm in the, I'm in the top 500, I, or I think. According to uh, the revolver dude, Jay Mars or Jay something, he put out the standings and I was like... 250 or 246 in carry optics and okay basically everyone has shot carry optics at this point so it's an accurate representation right yeah, like well, yeah all of america i mean and there's then, there's a lot of open dudes and limited dudes though that have like barely shot it so i mean but like to okay, say 500 that's probably close yeah 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 and i i mean and then there's of course the ipsic because they don't they don't do they don't have a classification system i don't know so you just so have to win a match Right, so we'll call it the top thousand, just to because there are people like Eric Fell out there that are like, okay, that's what autism looks like. Yeah, that guy's so good. Oh, it's insane. He's so good. It's whenever I see his videos and it looks like he's like bump firing, you know, and uh, like I don't. Can you bump fire a pistol? Is that a thing? I don't know. I think I don't I, think it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not good enough to do it. But sometimes it looks like he's bump firing his pistol. It's just like, it's yeah. Um, well, there you go, folks. Jeff's comment section. New feature on the show. That was fun. Um, there was a thing I saw on Reddit. This was a couple weeks ago. It got bumped because the show got crazy last week with USPSA about uh, this guy. It was a post on Reddit. 
about a guy who was sighting in his red dot and he went and got a laser, one of those sight mark laser bore sighter things for his uh, gun. And um, the, <laughs> the hive mind on Reddit was, um, I mean, it was, it wasn't saying anything incorrect. It said bore sites will get you on paper, but they're not perfect. You know, stuff like that. That was like the, right. the top comment on there. My comment was don't use a laser. They are pointless. And then, I suggested just like using the irons to like get close, you know, just align your irons as best you can. If you can't see them, then just eyeball like where the front aligns with the rear when it's angled up. You're not going to get right. you're not going to get the elevation dead on, but you'll get the windage pretty damn close. Yeah. And then just adjust from there like it'll, you know, you can just sort of eyeball it and then go to the range and figure it out. Well, it I got so downvoted a lot. I was. I was downvoted quite a bit, and somebody said lasers are pointless. Why do they even if or if lasers are pointless? Why do they make laser pointers out of them? You mean the novelty tool that I play with my cats with? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, oh no! How how accurate these must be for yeah. my cat to try it's to grab so, them out of the it's air. It's so funny, but I mean, this was sort of amusing. But um, it got me thinking, though, about uh, like. Okay, I just got that M&P shield, and I put a dot on it, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because craziness. I shot it. Uh, I put. A, I shot about 100 rounds just to, you know, just zero it and, and shoot it and see how I like the gun and how I like the that little tiny dot on the gun, and I didn't think I was going to like it, and I thought I was going to think it was kind of pointless. Like it wasn't valuable, but like once I actually had an index with the dot, then it was like, Oh, okay. Yep. This is worth it. It is. Well, it, it goes back to like what I was really going to shit on is that like, if, if people who own handguns built an index of any sort, you wouldn't need a, a laser bore cider because your index is perfectly fine. But and once well, you it was a new gun and new dot, so I mean, no, I I get it, but like once you've built that index, like a yeah, the the red dot is there, it's great, whatever. But you also get to the point where you stop needing it, like it. I I don't know, like I've uh, you stop needing to have have to have it there immediately. Exactly, and it's like it, or another way. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, for yeah, for most self defense stuff, like ten yards, like. Your index is just so good that you're essentially point shooting, and then your brain goes, "Oh, the dot is exactly where I'm trying to point at. This is okay." Yeah, um, I was doing some training with a buddy this su- last summer, and he had taken a class somewhere. Actually, it might have been down in Omaha uh, from a dude who was talking about point shooting, and like as a as a skill in and of itself. And I was like, I don't. I never really thought about point shooting beyond... I mean, when I'm really close, yeah, I'm kind of point shooting where I'm just sort of like not really aiming at all. But I mean, we're talking yep. like a yard or so. Um, and he just sort of was like, I don't know. I, I I think it's pretty interesting. I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it a whirl. And I was doing it to try and kind of prove a point. And so I was at 15 yards, large popper. And he hits the timer. I draw and I just sort of point the gun at the the popper and press the trigger and ding right in the calibration zone. I'm like, fuck. Right. Because uh, Okay, because, I can do that. Right, because our indexes are so good that we can get away with it because but, we are high level shooters. But so 
I'm so much more Midwestern than you. I cannot talk that highly about myself. I just can't. Embrace your your arrogance. It's okay. Hum- <laughs> humbleness is for people who no, are awesome. No, I'm an upper Midwesterner from South Dakota. I went to a Lutheran church. Like compliments embarrass me, Jeff. That's that's how this works. Where I, I grew get, up, I get it. And, but I'm I will be your hype man right before you shoot the <laughs> stage. I'll be like you, you sexy bitch. You got this. You. But okay, I I did I hit the calibration zone of the popper on the first try when I was trying to prove a different point. And so yep. I'm like, damn, okay. So th- that I, that made me interested, and I tried again, and I hit the popper, but I didn't hit the calibration zone. It was like low on the on the body, lower body of the popper. And then third shot, I missed and saw dirt fly off to the side of the target. Fourth yep. shot, same thing, missed. Dirt was off the side of the target. I was legit trying to hit it. I wasn't trying to sabotage it. You you, you were starting to overthink it. Well. I mean, it wasn't like I missed it by three feet. I just no, was you, just off the popper without aiming, like yeah, just point shooting at 15 yards. Like that's kind of a tough shot, you know? Yeah. yeah I've, I've, I did a similar thing. My, my buddy Lane uh, had some trouble with hollow sun optics and he likes to cover his optic. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh, but, I love hey, doing that. Oh, let's have uh, that argument. Fuck. I yes. Fucking, I fucking hate it anyways. And oh. so. We had a small popper at like 15 or 20 yards, and he's like, see if you can hit it. And fucking, like you said, sure as shit, first shot, ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding. And I'm like, huh, sights aren't that useful. Um, More on the occluded dot later. Yes. But um, when I, I was running the timer, and I don't remember what the times were, but I was just like, draw from a holster, one shot. And I want to say it was somewhere around the number 103 stands out as like that was the number 15 yards draw shoot hit and that was right. like point shooting and then i was like okay now i'm going to draw and i'm going to see my dot on the target and press the trigger and when i was doing that the times were about the same yep it wasn't some were a little faster some were a little slower just like the variation of my draw and first shot so right. like the whole point shooting thing it, it, as long as you learn to like call shots and 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 index, like it just it wasn't it wasn't worth it to point shoot. I could do the same thing, the same time, you know, up closer. Yeah, I could definitely point shoot faster, but at distance, it was there was no. I yeah. I didn't get anything out of it. So, right. um, so tell me where the occluded occluded dot touched you on the doll, Jeff. Because my eyes are bad, I so I went is to it, the doctor. It just doesn't work for you. Correct. So oh, okay. My, so my eyes, um, and I need to go get glasses one of these days. I only got the the diagnosis like a year ago, so you know I'm still got time. Um, <laughs> it is that my left eye is like sixty twenty, and my right eye is twenty twenty, and so my right eye is just so dominant that it's always trying to take control back. Uh huh. And so when you include a dot, and if you're looking through your right eye, you're looking at essentially black with a red dot on it. Yeah. Um, it's not great when your right eye takes back over. That, and that like, means your fuck, left fuck, eye fuck, is fuck, not fuck. doing anything. Right. And so that's where I, I, don't, I don't include my dot. I don't know if I'm completely target focused. 
I with corrected vision, it might work there. When I said it doesn't work for you, it wasn't that that I was talking about. I mean, if your vision is a lot worse in your left eye and you're uncorrected, like that would be a reason to not do it 100%. Right. And and so like that was I I did it while I was unaware that my sight had gone that bad because last time I had it checked, you know, in like high school. Yeah. Uh, it was like 2020 in my left eye, 2015 in my right eye. And I was like, okay, we, we good. And then like I went and got it checked and like, no, you, you're almost like legally blind out of your left eye and your right eye is <laughs> And like, your right eye is okay. doing all the work and you don't even realize it. Right. And so like. A lot of people are like, oh, like with, with no nuance, they're like, oh, we must include the dot, including the dots, the next best thing, like it's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, unless you have a physical disability. Well, it can be work for you. It can be the easy button. And for me, it is. Right. So the first major match I ever shot with an occluded dot. Guess what it was, Jeff? It's, it's going to be Iowa section. It was it? Iowa section where I beat you and uh, Steven. So I'm, I'm kicking you in the leg. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, no, I kicked my truck door this week when I slipped on the ice, dude. There was oh, terrible ow. ice in the morning. It it still hurts like hell. I was getting out of my truck and I slipped. Both feet went out from under me, and my right leg just smokes the door as I'm going down. I'm like, mother, it hurts oh, so bad. No. But it like I like it. You know how when you like bang something and it feels like it exploded in your body and you're dying. But then five minutes later, yeah, it's still sore, but you're fine. (laughs) It was one of those. I, I I check human beings kicking me at full force. I, (laughs) yes, I know this feeling where you're like, Oh my God, I'm never walking on this again. And literally three minutes later, you're trying to kick someone in the fucking head. Yes. I've (laughs) been there, done that. Um, so where the hell was I going with that? Oh yeah. Um, so when I, I started messing with, I had occluded the dot here and there, just messing with it, you know, dry firing. And I thought, yeah, it's fine. And, and I trained with it a bit, but not, I never really, I hadn't bought into doing it full time. Like it's on my dot all the time for shooting matches and stuff. And then I, I decided I just want to experiment with this and see how it goes. And so at a club match last uh, August, I was like, okay, got some black electrical tape, got it wrapped around my dot. I'm gonna go shoot this match. The very first stage, I'm going through the stage, and yeah, everything's going good. And towards the end of the stage, there was a plate rack, and I shot the first two plates of the plate rack, and my brain said, "Why are you going so slow?" And then I went, "Ding, ding, 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 ding." That was five. There was four left. Um. It, it sort of made, it made shooting easier. I was not as target focused as I should have been, but the biggest thing it did for me was it kind of took a three dimensional image and it turned it into a two dimensional image, like playing call of duty. Right. Is, is sort of my experience is what it looks like to me when I'm shooting. It's yeah. not this three-dimensional image that my brain is sorting out. It's just I've taken away the part that can screw with my head and simplified it. To me, it's a simplification of the sight picture when you occlude the dot. And Right. Um, now, it does not work for everybody. If you're cross-dominant, it can be more challenging. But <clears throat> And if you're cross-dominant and you're forcing dominance to the wrong eye, it can be very challenging. Um, I had a client who is a, an eye doctor. And I said to him, 
hey, uh, I had a friend who took a red dot. He's a cop. He took a red dot law enforcement class and he occluded the dot and he was shooting and he shot a very nice group at, I think it was 10 or 15 yards, but that group showed up seven inches left of where he was aiming. And he just sort of goes, oh, yep. I said, why did that happen? And he said it's a thing called, I hope I'm getting the terms and stuff right. I hope I get this explanation correct. It's called phoria, P-H-O-R-I-A. Basically, when your eyes are at rest, they don't like stay aligned. Like when you're looking at something, they just sort of will go, they'll kind of veer outside or maybe inside. It varies by person. Yep. Like when you're when you're sleeping and not in REM sleep, your eyes your eyeballs kind of both go away from center. And for some people, when you occlude the dot and they can't see what they're trying to look at, it'll cause both eyes to do that. And so it'll it'll make them think they're looking at the right thing and they're not. And that's I and I'm screwing up the I I should just get him to record what exactly it is because I can't remember, but yeah. it's essentially it's just some people it just doesn't work for them, and if yeah. it doesn't work it doesn't work. But for a lot of people it does work really well, and for me it works really well. Like I am one hundred percent occluded dot. Um, <laughs> I I'm too cheap to buy the cover though. <laughs> I'm like I, I have black electrical tape. Why do I have to buy the cover? You know? I've, I've, I've only ever used uh, some type of cover like that. I, I did buy the the Stonebridge Gunwork one, and one of them, like, broke, like, Didn't he come out with a second version of that, though, that's way better? I've heard the second ones are way better, and if I, and not to disparage Stonebridge Gunworks because, you know, advertisers or whatever, but, like, he did send me a message like, hey, send it back to me, da-da-da-da-da, and then my ADHD brain was like, we were supposed to do something. I forget what it was. <laughs> and then like, I remembered like eight months later, it was like, and we're past the point where it would yeah, be like, I'm going to feel, for me to I'm going to feel bad asking now. Yeah. I'm, I'll just eat it. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yes, I, I didn't have great experience with them up for the first gen, but don't be the first gen adopter, AKA SIG, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a sponsor we're never going to have, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> Um, by the way, remember in like one of the first episodes when you talked about witnessing an AD at make ready and it went through yeah. the pant leg and landed next to his foot. Yeah. When I listened back to that, I, I, I know that guy. I remembered it. I heard about oh, it. I know. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, was, I, I, I remember I hearing was, about it. I wondered um, if he like, you know, walked off into the sunset to never be seen again or if he'd ever no, gone he, back he, to a match. He, he survived it. it. He's still he's still shooting, but it would it would have been very off putting for me too. Uh yeah, if that, that had happened that, to me. Right. That that is very much uh well I uh I got in a car accident, never got in the car again. You're like, Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I almost shot I shot a hole almost shot a hole in my leg. You never touched your gun again. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you did a a gun class that was not a normal gun class yes. last week. This was supposed to be in the last episode that we recorded. You actually and did the, talk about it in the last episode, but we shit canned it because things went crazy. Things went crazy. Yeah. Uh, so talk about the uh, class you took with Lane Grease. What's it called? Uh, oh, man. Handgun or combatives combative handgun solutions Sorry. okay he, yeah we uh, uh he he's always looking to make the name as cool as possible because name sell he should add the word tactical 
Right. You got to throw tactical in there. Maybe, I don't know, like uh, Navy SEAL, Ranger, some, something well, special forces in there. Um, but he was he, he wasn't those was he? he? He's a force recon marine, so he's like oh, okay. And he's he was anyways tactical so, force recon exa- fighting exa- for your gun. Exactly, so okay. something along those lines. But <laughs> so Lane Lane Grease is a uh, super squad level grandmaster in USBSA. He is a black belt in jujitsu. Uh, he was a marine fought in the Battle of Fallujah. Like he understands violence and guns. <laughs> And and he, he uh, looks like he understands violence and guns. Like just the look on his face looks like he understands it. He's like a, he he can be a very serious individual. <laughs> like ninety seven percent of the time, he's one of the most intimidating people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> he honestly is. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. And so he he puts on this class. I've taken it several times. Where, um, he he does a few special things. Like you you get to use your own gun and your own holster during the the class because like some of these classes they'll be like oh here's our like class glock holster with a glock sim gun or even just the plastic ones to like represent it lane um he will clear out the guns like he does like he searches you like you were someone he picked up in iraq like he gets he gets all up in there and good (laughs) nice click um natural sound hey it's not a gun i'm not clacking a gun Hell yeah. But uh, so when to, to start the class, you pat the person down to your left, you pat the person down to your right, each of them pass you down, and then Lane comes through and pats you down like you are a prisoner in Iraq um, <laughs> to confirm that there's no live ammunition, there's no live knives, there's, no, there's nothing like completely dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then um, he will put a uh, barrel block um, with a flag in the barrel and this time he actually put a magazine well block with a like string hanging out of it to indicate gun is completely safe if i had completely safe if i i want to take this class next time you have it at your gym if i have i have one of those like blade tech uh glock plastic barrels would that be smart to bring you don't need to Uh, okay i don't i think you'd be like huh that's interesting but like lane finds a uh oh! And so, like you, the you actually blocks, for the first time ever cut out on the internet. Uh, I lost oh you no. for a few seconds. Uh, Lane finds the most economical solution to all problems ever, and so the uh, Magwell block is cut up foam golf balls. Oh, okay. So and and so he has he has nine millimeter barrel blocks. Uh, so yes, if you come with forty-five and, and forty, I don't actually know if he has barrel blocks for you, but we'll figure it out. Anyways, so the class you what like what you're you're learning to fight an attacker off so that you can get to your concealed carry handgun. In general, yes. So he he's using like a, a base of wrestling, which he's a highly accomplished grappler to give you like okay someone's coming at you control this arm move them whatever so that you can access your firearm and so like the first half of the class is going over the drills of this where there's not a lot of thought to it it's it's more just like hey bad guy attack do these things get that gun out and you you learn a lot of things about like using your own equipment versus like i mean we had a guy come in with not at my, not at this specific class, but a, f- a previous class that he taught, who had a uh, like 
four inch uh, revolver at like I think it'd be like two thirty carry or whatever's fucking behind this like the the hip essentially. Oh, like five thirty carry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Your wiener and, uh, is noon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Not your butthole. Well, your wiener is noon. Your butthole is <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. It... Hey, depends what you're into. Um, <laughs> but so we had a guy come in who had this this revolver behind his back, and then he got pinned to a wall with his arms, like, in front of him. And he learned very quickly that keeping a gun behind your back may not be the best place for it. Right. Oh, dude, I was going up the escalator at Shields one day, and this guy with his was with his wife and little girl in a stroller going up the uh, the escalator, and I'm standing right behind him, and I could see he's got like one of those little Sig Micro Nine or Kimber. It's probably a Kimber. Yeah. Uh, he's carrying one of those in the small of his back. And I, I was so tempted to just pat it and go. I could have taken that, I, but I, if I he wasn't the, with his, he was with his wife and kid, and I was like, that would be not cool. So I'm, I didn't. But if he had I, been by himself, I totally would have been like, I could have taken that. Right. I, I, I've been in that same situation. I was at a gas station and I looked down at the guy in front of me in line, and his shirt had tucked behind his pistol. Oh that God! He had behind, and I was like, do I say something? I don't really know. It feels really weird to be like hey bro your gun is showing like <laughs> it, it there's a whole the, there's a there's a lot to the weirdness of that statement like hey i was checking your ass out and I your gun is out your just so you're aware uh, right okay hey you want, yes. so, <laughs> you want you want to do some wrestling yeah but so lane's lane's class does a lot of understanding of like hey this is how we control a person but it also lane is very good about acknowledging like hey I can control someone with two hands. Now go get a gun. Now you're controlling a full grown human being with one hand trying to get your tool out. And it completely oh, changes yeah. the game you're playing. Sure. Because for that for that amount of time, you have to be able to break off from the two handed thing to get the gun out. And, right. And exactly. maintain it one handed for that second or whatever, however long that takes to happen. Right. Well, and, and his class showed me that like that your like perfect you know fingertips already touching the bottom of your shirt instagram reddit like uh tack bro <laughs> draw of like oh this is my sub second draw and it's like i too can have a sub second draw yeah. if i pre-stage literally every part of it yeah now have a full-grown adult hold you against a wall and try to get that gun out yeah and like i this last time i took the class i took it with a an iron-sided gun because the last time I took the class, I snagged my red dot on my shirt like three times Dude. and actually pulled it out of battery one of the times. I did when I was messing with my shield last week, and I meant to say that earlier when I was talking about that. That happened to me. My shirt got hung up on the front of the dot as I was pushing yep. it out, and I knew that was a thing that could happen. And when it happened, I'm like, "Son of a bitch! I didn't hold my shirt up high enough. Like, I was right. trying to go when fast and didn't do it all right." Right. Well, and, and all the tech bros that that pre-stage their perfect uh, draw from their perfect position every time are like, you can never one. catch your optic on on your shirt. Like that's something that only like noobs would say. And yeah. but it's like, no, I, I just had a 300 pound man 
pinned me to a wall and I didn't have full range of motion of my arm, but I could get my gun out like enough. And so it, it was very informative of like being able to practice like real life shit. And then um, for Lane ends it, ends the class with a like more of like a force on force, but it, it's it he he'll basically like uh, this time it was a lot of one on ones. We've done two on ones where like he'll be talking to you and like two guys jump you, but this time it was <laughs> a lot of one on ones. Uh, the two on ones are really fun. Um, I actually stole a cop's gun out of his holster, and he still remembers it to this day, which makes me happy because I I want him to come home alive every time, and yeah, I want him to remember he has a gun because he was getting me in a perfect double leg. I just am large and know how as far as the holster works, and so I took his gun from him. Yeah. Um, but like he he did a lot of scenarios that were what he called like the gray zone where someone's like in your space and like being aggressive but are they at draw gun and and smoke them level yeah and, and so like one of the dudes uh i i believe lane from bastion back black performance uh he he like walked up and he had his hands in his like like hoodie pocket and he's like bro like like i need some drugs like you got some drugs like and like was in this dude's space and the dude like immediately went to draw and but like oh, he was you he, just committed a assault with a deadly weapon dude exactly but he he didn't like fully clear the garment but like he did the motions of i have a gun and and we were like ah but he he did like oh wait this isn't lethal force yet this dude's just being like weird yeah um, right and but it, it, it was really informative. I mean, we had one and um, there's a there's a local doctor who basically repairs every one of the fighters. He's he's been the fight doc for like 20 years and he came he came to the class and this dude's like 60 plus years old. He threw the training knife at someone and then flying kicked them in the face. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, go, doc, like you're a badass, but you went on the attack yeah like you stopped defending yourself about at the point you threw the knife at him the it's funny you say that because like it I, I do a demonstration in my permit class talking about deadly force if if i'm standing like 30 feet away from you and i have a knife in my hand i'll say okay do i have means or ability of deadly force and uh, yep do i have the opportunity to use it and a lot of people are like yep and i'm like and then i'll try to stab the guy from 30 feet away and as I'm doing, doing that, that and as I, I'm doing that, they're like, what are you doing? Like the look on everybody's face is like, what are you doing? And then I say, <laughs> and then somebody goes, I'll say, no, I don't have opportunity to use this right now. I'm 30 feet away from him. Well, you could throw it at him. And it's like my little Kershaw <laughs> pocket knife. Like this is not likely to cause death or great bodily harm. If I throw this at him 30 feet away, it's just right. not like, I mean, even if I hit him with it, it might cut him. It's not going to like impale in his eyeball like in a movie or something. But anyway, back to the, the knife throwing doctor. <laughs> yes. And so we, it, we and at the end of the, the full end of the class, Lane kind of sits everybody down and like debriefs it so that we can like have have an understanding of like, hey, what happened? And, and he like specifically was like, hey, doc, like you went on the offensive. You probably weren't defending yourself at that point. But he brought up that like, hey, like I put you all into like gray zones so that you had to like understand like my i i I was mainly an assistant for this class um Mm -hmm. because i've taken it several times but like we had a couple people who had to leave early one dude uh 
didn't drink enough water and cramped up anyways and so like i got to be like the last iteration of the day with this i was the bad guy and he go and he was like hey he's kind of a newer guy like he, he can get kind of freaked out like i i being six nine, if I advance on you, I trigger your lizard brain. The cop, you're, that I you're a little scary. If you have a mean look on your face, you'd be scary, it, even yeah, though you're a big gooey teddy bear. Exactly, but it doesn't even need to be a mean look because I I was messing around with the cop that I'd stolen the gun from because he was in the class as well, and I just like walked up on him like explaining something, and he like like kind of flinched, and he goes, "That really gets deep into my lizard brain." I go, "Yeah, it does," but. um so like I just I just walked up on this dude. I was like, hey, hey, like uh, you you got a cigarette, bud? You got a cigarette? And like this dude starts pushing me, and I'm like, dude, you're assaulting me. Like like I, you know what? I'm gonna fight you and hold you because you're the bad guy here. And da-da-da. and so like he ends up drawing his gun on me because uh, Lane has the simunition guns, mm-hmm. and like we like grappled on the ground for a little bit. But he, but Lane again, I'm 300 pounds, and I I'm a martial arts instructor. I, I knew to give the guy like the ability to work and so like i let him work he gets up and he like points the the sim gun at me and i and lane doesn't call break and so i'm just like i'm not moving i'm not moving and then lane calls break but the dude is so like in the moment that he is still locked in pointing the sim gun at me and i just remain completely still and i'm like are we going to do something about this? Uh, I'm very confused and lane like comes over and like grabs the gun out of his hand he goes and we're done (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the um it's interesting though like the context of that the, being a, a i'm a use of force instructor for pistol permit classes in south dakota so like i literally just was giving lectures on the laws of our state and then you know like the the federal standards for use of deadly force and and it's interesting trying to apply that in a sort of in a in a very practical class like that would be oh dude i i mean i was already sold on taking it like now i really want to take it like right i i be- just for I that it- experience yeah because and this might get a little political but it's like i believe a lot of lawyers who have never engaged in violence make laws based off of logical well if this then this but like a court like I'm being a little hyperbolic, but like as a six foot nine martial arts instructor, I can't defend myself legally. Like you have to, because, because it's two, two disparities of force above. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean, you can to a point, you know, like you, you could literally jump me with like a weapon like maybe not a blade or a gun, but like, a, a pipe or a bat and they would be like well and, and some prosecutor who's watched too many bruce lee movies or john wick or whatever's like well why didn't you like control him and do the blah blah blah, blah, well, blah? you're a large person and you should be able to and it's like i get it that you don't understand violence i live in a stand your ground state you'd be fine in south dakota dude like that wouldn't be a problem like yeah but then i'd have to live in south dakota what's wrong with that you you guys don't there's not a lot of of dumb shit to do that I need to to exist in my weird There's life. There's like Omaha is bigger than Sioux Falls. It's not that much bigger than Sioux Falls. Jesus, Sioux Falls feels way smaller than Omaha. It is way smaller than Omaha, but there isn't that much different stuff to do in Omaha. It's not like it's Minneapolis. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I like Omaha. Omaha's a cool town, but it's not. 
<laughs> I, I, guess, I guess you haven't forced me to go to a sushi place, so Minneapolis. I, I wasn't sure if the oh, sushi dude, existed there. I haven't, I haven't been to Hero 88 in forever. Like, I, we don't have a good sushi restaurant that serves dishes I really like that's not sushi, because that's, that's my standard when I travel to matches, is find the top-rated sushi restaurant on Google, and then I order something that's not sushi, because I, I don't really care for sushi, I, but I love yeah. Asian dishes, and yeah. Like, I, in I, Ankeny, I, I, what's that place in Ankeny called? Um... Oh shit! Oh, uh, it's like in the mall sort of little area. I don't, I don't think we. I I I I guarantee I haven't gone to sushi with you because I look at sushi as like cool. I too like to spend a hundred dollars to go to McDonald's afterwards. Yeah, no, I I like Hero Eighty Eight down there. I love that restaurant, but I always get Mongolian beef. I love the Mongolian beef there. It's freaking great. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Um, there's something we didn't mention at all that we should have, and that was Shot Show happened. Oh We're, yeah! How can we be a topical shooting show and not mention Shajo? Um, I d- I mean, there were some new guns that came out that were sort of kind of interesting. Honestly, like my favorite new gun that I saw, and this is just off the top of my head, Smith and Wesson came out with a lever gun, um, which is just it's like the Henry tactical lever gun. It's just I, got a large loop, and that's pretty much it. It comes in the calibers, whatever. Um, yeah. Hollow Sun came out with some new stuff. Um, they're, they've got more of that thermal stuff that like I'll never buy, but, um, they had some, they had some pretty cool stuff. Uh, I know PSA had some like 3d printed, like, Hey, we're going to make this in the next decade. Like, yeah, shit. Everyone was talking about how CZ was supposed to come out with like the P10 twos or something like that. And Oh, really? Well, there's a there was a comment, a lot of comments about that, like they've been selling off their old stock, so like their Shadow Twos have been cheap, their P10s have been cheap, so that must I, mean that they're like. Rolling I heard out the next they were. Months. I heard they just made too much. I I can see that too, which I'm like, because uh, like I, for a while you could buy a Shadow Two for like eight hundred bucks or nine hundred bucks. Yeah, it was like eight fifty nine ninety nine plus. Yeah, shipping. yeah, it was like they got it was real insane. cheap for a while, like a P07, which is one of my favorite guns. Uh, you could get one for four seventy nine, oh, yeah, brand you, new. You, there were like P tens with without optics for yeah like for like three ninety nine. Oh, shit, they were like two fifty nine. Really? I didn't see them that cheap, but uh, damn. Go Reddit gun deals. You'll you'll see some of the weird ones, but no. It, I if if I'm completely honest, like Shot Show doesn't interest me. Like if I was going to Vegas at this time, the new I'd be products the, do. But like the Shot Show itself, I want to go once just to see it oh, oh the daniel I, defense they came out with the h9 again oh yeah they came out with the hudson 9 because yeah did so well last time <laughs> well part I, of that was their marketing strategy was really dumb yeah, like they told everybody is. an aluminum version was coming out and they're like oh cool i just won't buy it i won't buy it until the aluminum one comes out and then no one bought any other guns for like a year yeah, and it, then it died right because it for some reason gun people were like hey we're coming out with this thing and be, without understanding like you have to say i'm coming out with these things like as it's in production so that you still get that hype train to buy the thing but no we have places like um uh now i'm forgetting the name of it it's the one that made the scg oh hmg technologies or hmg industries that tried to make the stg 44s and that were there we're on like year eight of them releasing yeah the, even like a prototype that was like a it. year or two ago they came out with that and yeah we haven't seen those have we i've not seen oh, one no, in the no. wild no the hmg's like those, those dudes 
it got bought up by PSA after seven years of being in limbo and oh. heard like nothing about it. Like it's the, there was a company that came out with the STG 44s that were available in like uh, the 762 Russian 223. They did make it in the original German caliber, whatever that was. Yeah, eight millimeter Kurtz, but yeah, it, I, they they must they must maybe they did release it, but they like must have released like I think it was hey, a different company. It, we, it might have been, but no, it was like, PSA. Hey. I take that back. It was PSA, but like I never yeah, really yeah, looked. Yeah, because because they because they bought it, and but I think what PSA did, kind of like what they did, because they came out with like a MP7 like lookalike or something like that, is that they were like, hey, we did make one of each of these see they are real please don't cancel your back orders after seven oh, years. it was it was psa last year 2023 shot show they announced the stg 44 right and so and then some of the other ones i mean there was a lot of 2011 like devices there was uh no new glock shocking um a little yeah, bit yeah it, i was hoping it, they were coming out with the carbine Right, I'm 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 still waiting for the Glock 1911 or the uh, Glock rifle of some sort. But I'm not gonna lie, if 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 our show blows up and we're if we can get the those sweet sweet media passes for next year, I 100 yeah. want I 100 want to go because I want to go to the Adult in- Entertainment Expo. Yeah, because that seems way more fun. The por- we'll go look at guns and porn stars the, all right, the same week. The- and a, a guy I know went to a concrete show. Yeah, it was the I, same I think, week. It was like the concrete s- industry show was in Vegas at the same time I, as Shot Show I, and the Porn I, I Awards. <laughs> I kind of want to say that uh, Salesforce also has their like hundred thousand person like gathering the same weekend because I feel like my mom went there. She's like, and I was like, oh, you go to Shot Show, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what hotel they're at because maybe I should go with because you know the Entertainment Expo. Yeah, because <laughs> no, I mean all the antibiotics. From what, like, I don't like going to the mall. So going to Shot Show, <laughs> it seems like going to the mall. Except there's going to be a lot of stuff I'm interested in. So I think I would enjoy going once. See, but yeah, I I feel like I would go once and be like, yeah, I'm good. I I yeah, can just I'm, look at stuff on Instagram. It's fine. I'm, I don't I'm gonna, need I'm, to go. Right. I'm going to quote uh, Ian and Carl from Forgotten Weapons and go. Yay, more polymer frame whatevers, more yeah. 2011s, more ARs. Whoop-dee-doo. Now, there could have been something really cool that came out at Shasho this year, and we're just not aware of it because we were so wrapped up in USPSA drama, like, I barely paid attention to Shot Show. Uh, I, 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 I usually kind of follow it on Instagram, but... Uh, Reddit actually has a, a normally a pretty good breakdown, and so I've been following them. I mean... Not like super close because again, I didn't think there was anything that interesting. But like, based off of what I've seen, there was nothing that interesting. I, I, Canic has a uh, Terran tactical version. Oh, I because, heard about that. Because you know that's a thing that people wanted, I guess. Because well, honestly, um, the Canic guns are good. They really are. I I bought a TP9 SFX like their first competition gun and I've been messing with it and I really like it it's not um the I am I will never ever ever complain about the grip angle of a gun I think anybody who says grip angle is automatically making an excuse um grip angle really doesn't matter just practice with it it's fine you'll you'll get over it the only thing I don't like about the Canics is the bottom of the grip is really skinny 
even if you put yep. the bigger back strap on it. And it's just, it's harder for me to keep the gun locked into my firing hand. And uh, that's the only thing I don't like about it. Everything else about it, I love very much. It's a Glock is still just a little easier for me to shoot. Uh, I can shoot the Canic like 98% as well. Um, I, yeah. I did change out some parts on it just to make it a little nicer. Like the, I actually did more to the Canic than I did to my Glocks. Uh, I changed out the trigger return spring cause it's really heavy stock. The trigger's nice, but the trigger return spring makes it kind of heavy. Um, yeah. the, and I changed out that. the guide rod and recoil spring and so, so, so you basically changed out everything replaceable. Uh, there was one other thing I swapped out. I can't remember what it was. Uh, and Oh, striker and spring. A little bit lighter striker spring. Not a lot. I didn't go crazy light. I went to like a four-pound striker spring. And, and like I know the steel frame ones had like an over-insertion issue that was corrected by something something. Yeah. But, but um, so I haven't messed with up. a rival, but yeah. I The cannon guns are great. Uh, the fact that Terran's doing a TTI version of it, it's kind of a... Uh, I don't know, it's kind of a rags of riches story. Like, the Canics were sort of this weird little version of the P99 that was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Damn, it's cheap. It's like, it's a pretty nice gun, and it's really cheap. It's got this weird decocker button on the top, but whatever. Yeah. And now they're, I mean, they're a player. I mean, they're not, I don't think they're getting any law enforcement deals, but, man, for, it's the it's the best value in handguns out there right now. I yeah. oh, firmly believe, oh, yeah. like, you get the most gun for the money if you buy a Canic. It doesn't matter what model it is. Um, if you get, like, one of the $380 guns, like, they're, I mean, they're, I've shot those yeah, two. They're, they're good, or too. TP9s or whatever. Well, they're all TP9s, but, like, the the TP9 SF, just standard TP9 SF, SF, jeez, uh, I sound like Donna right now. Um it's just, be, it's, be it's more like professional with your drinking. <laughs> it's, it's their Glock 17, basically. And yeah. they're great, they're great guns. Um, yeah. I, I really like the Canics a lot. I'm, so, I'm happy for them that the Terran did a gun, you know? Yeah. Uh, a few other fun things from, from Shot Show. Uh, Fostec released a 20 round 50 BMG uh, magazine for the M82A1. So, in case okay. you needed. 20 rounds which would cost something like 160 dollars or, <laughs> or they're five dollars around yeah that's 100 bucks yeah. easy it, it, at least i i heard eight dollars around also probably now MSR. yeah last time i did it priced a i i remember seeing a a box of pmc 50 cal on the on the shelf 10 of them and they were like it was like 50 bucks for a box of 10 yeah um the msrp for that is 1600 dollars for the magazine so jesus but, if you bought a $10,000 rifle, I mean... What the hell? Yeah. Right. Uh, another fun one, the Magpul uh, Clear AR-15 mags. So <laughs> Now, for, Magpul, for- th- that's a funny one to me, because Magpul has been like the... They were really sort of a, a trendsetter with AR mags. Like, they, you know, came out with this polymer mag that's really great. Um, yep. It's basically standard issue. Not standard issue, but it's like the standard mag that comes with ARs. Like nobody's yeah. putting a metal mag in in an AR that you buy. It's always a P mag. Um, I have both metal ones and and P mags, but like I honestly I use the P mags the most. But <laughs> of all the things Magpul's come out with, like the clear mag is like they were like the last one to do a clear mag. Like everybody yeah. else had a clear mag before Magpul did, and now it's like the first thing they've sort of like done the copycat thing. But right. 
And and there's also a mission first tactical clear mag because you know w- when one does it, everyone needs to do yeah. it. Yeah, I have um, one. I have a twenty round lancer clear mag. That those yep. mags are great because they're metal on top. Oh, um, okay. No, the the lancer mags are fantastic, and they're just a little bit more. I my last remembrance of what they cost, they were just a little bit more than P mags, but they're all plastic except for the top is metal, so you don't get that plastic. Oh, yeah, I've, know, I've, wear. I've, I've, I've I'm I've only ever used P mags. I'm I'm a basic bitch when it comes to rifle shit. Yeah. Um, so Beretta and other came things. out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Beretta came out with the 92 GTS, which is a what? 92. I didn't see this. Yeah, it's a 92 X RDO, but with a frame mounted decocker, aluminum vertex frame, fiber optic front sight, DLC coated trigger components, limited two tone launch edition with wood grips for MSRP of uh, nine hundred dollars. Nine ninety nine, and they reintroduce the Beretta uh, Tomcat as the thirty X, so you can get a red dot mounted light trigger pull eight round. Uh, I think it's twenty five ACP or thirty two ACP. Weird. Um, this GTS is uh, it's a very pretty gun. I I personally. I'm a fan. I this may be weird. I'm a fan of the slide uh, safety, the slide mounted safety, not the frame mounted safety, because frame mounted safeties I have a tendency to activate while I'm shooting. Um, yep. When I shot Attack Sport Orange, I would like when I after I drew and built my grip, I'd go to shoot and nothing happened because I activated the safety oh, after I, taking I, it off. I ride the safeties so that I don't do that. Um, I actually put a smaller safety on so I wouldn't bump it on as easily. Oh, okay. And um, the tax board orange is a lot fatter than a shadow two though. And like my thumb, I can deactivate it, but like to write it, it feels weird. It's not as easy to do. Um, I shot Berettas for a year and I liked them a lot. I just shot a regular 92 X and replaced a few trigger parts. That was about it. The, any of their optic ready models, like I love the 92. I think it's a cool gun. But yep. their optic mounting system sucks. Yeah, the, it, it, it's always been weird. The I mean, not the mount to the gun. That part, the two little plates that come off, that's okay. The The plate is deceptively, it's lower than it looks. It honestly is because most of the plate actually sinks into the slide. Yeah, but it's um, still high as shit. Well, no matter what, it's high as shit on a Beretta. But like, so is an open gun, you know. Yeah. Um, it really wasn't that big a deal. But the thing that... I dislike the most is the the plates and the screws they give you that work with it. It's a weird thread pattern and the the screws are aluminum. Like they strip automatically. Like oh. if when you install a, a factory plate on a Beretta, you will strip the screws installing it. And you will have to tap and drill it to get them out. You just will. So Well that that's fucking dumb. Well It is dumb. Like the, the, the the Langdon, I bought a Langdon slide and it's fantastic. I hate the the iron sights they put on it. Like I, I don't want to co witness with sailboat sights on there <laughs> that they put on. The, I want to grind down the rear sight on it. Yeah, and I removed the front sight on that slide, but their solution they, was really, really good. And yeah, you can get it on and off if you want to. It's not a big deal, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, it's pretty, but like, I'm not going to buy one because Beretta quality right now, you don't, buying a Beretta right now is like buying a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You might get a really <laughs> good one. Like my, the first 92X I bought is fantastic. I still have it. That gun is great. Uh, the second one I bought when I started competing with them, 
was a piece of shit. It just all the it chewed through trigger bars like crazy. I don't know what the deal was. It just it, I had nothing but problems with it. But yeah, um, if, if you need to update your optics, there's the Aimpoint Acro updates. So they have a new S2 with built-in shotgun vent rib mount. I don't know what that really actually means. Uh, and then you can get the P2 in flat dark earth or sniper gray for seven hundred dollars. Oh, is that all? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned lever guns, but you yeah. didn't mention the Henry Lever Action Supreme. It takes AR-15 magazines. What? And for, and for some reason, still kept a tube with a rimfire style loading port and plunger on it. Weird. They came out with a nine millimeter carbine that looks like that. That's a semi-auto. That's not a lever gun. That's a semi-auto. Oh wait, it's, no, it says Lever Action Supreme. Oh, wait, yeah, shut it, up. Mute. I don't want this on the podcast. Shut up video. I forgot. <laughs> I have. How did that come through? Damn. I got to mute that. Um, I was just trying to watch the video and get a look at the thing. I, I the, uh, it, oh, it is a lever gun. Okay. Because yeah, Henry came out with a semi-auto 9mm. Did you ever see that? I, I thought. It, or oh, I wait. No one can hear you if I mute the whole computer. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Now you're back. Sorry. Yay. Uh, I, I, so the Henry, um, this is supposed to be for like California, New York, whatever. So you can have mag fed lever gun, not scary because it's not semi auto, but you know, 30 round mag or something. And 223. Um, I, I don't know. It's not the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, I saw, I think it was Bond Arms last year made the, um, uh, nine millimeter. Um, lever gun that took Glock mags, and I was like, "You have my attention." Mm -hmm. Like, I, it, you have it my just, attention at Glock mag carbine. Yeah, pretty, I'll like, I'll look at anything that takes a Glock mag. <laughs> right, and and so it, yeah, it it triggers that like that that weird American side of your brain that's like, huh? Mm -hmm. So you're saying I could be a cowboy with a Glock mag? That sounds like something I want to do. Hundred mm percent. -hmm. Um. Anything else? Like, good job, like pulling Shasho shit out of your ass. Like, yeah, uh, we well we we've got the Tisa twenty eleven. If you want an eight hundred dollar twenty eleven, I saw EAA has a Gerson. Is that how you say that Gerson? I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Or Gerson Gerson. Uh, they came out with a thousand dollar twenty eleven gun. Right. So maybe. I, hey, if they work out, there's a part of me that wants to get one and like also a high point and put a and put vortex dots on them. Burst, <laughs> we can't them. have a show without mentioning high point. We just can't. One hundred percent. I had to make sure I got it in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kel the Keltec sub two thousand is getting a Gen three because that gun needs another generation. Dude, dude, the first time I shot Iowa section, I was squatted with a dude who customized a sub two thousand. And he won PCC at that match, what? and he crushed souls. He cust he was a like a gun builder or gunsmith, and he customized it, and he turned that sub two thousand into a go fast gun. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But that gun ran. Uh, he didn't have a hiccup with it all day, and he was crushing souls on our squad. And pretty much, I I I don't remember how, how he was overall in the match, but he was in the top three for sure. That's um, crazy. I. It was, <laughs> I'd never seen anybody shoot a sub 2000 in a match and he was just flying with it. This is like five, six years ago, but, um, 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I love weird guns. Like when someone shows up with a weird gun in a match and they're doing well, like I was the weird guy showing up with a bread in 92. Like, yeah, here I thought I was a trendsetter for a while. Like I'm the one dork showing up with a 92 and, uh, and then after a year and a half, I'm like, mm, I'm going back yeah. to the Glock. It's just uh, simpler. I'm too yeah, stupid for that gun. I I felt the same way. I I, I went Walther, then CZ, then MMP, then back to CZ. So I I played that game. Uh, Walther came out with a new gun. Uh, it's not yeah. like groundbreaking. It's just like a regular match PDP, a plastic one. I thought they didn't they come out with a steel frame. Well, PDP? they did. Yeah, they came out with a steel frame, but now they came out with a plastic match PDP. Oh yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's it's not that exciting, weird. but yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm more excited that Hollow Sun has apparently released. They're like, you know what? We're just going to take every market over because they have come out with rifle lights, uh, iris laser aiming modules, digital pistol sights. They apparently have a l ultra low mount, never change the battery for PDP, VP9s, MMPs. Who is this? C Hollow Sun. Oh, yeah. So uh, they they have decided that they have crush Trijicon and everyone else enough that they're like, you know what? We need to go in some other markets and show you how this is done. The, uh, I, no, the dot I put on my Shield Plus is a 407K and I haven't done a whole lot with it yet, but I've shot it a little bit and, uh, the only thing that annoys me about it is that's a 6MOA dot and why Hollow Sun can't make a 6MOA in a full-size 507 or 407, I don't know. Uh, I like the bigger dots. I don't agree. I don't really like the two MOA. I like the five or six MOA dot. I've, yeah, my my two MOA bleeds out in light conditions. I j I, I, I just like the bigger dot. Yeah. I yep five oh all my all my SROs are five. So I I would go to Hollow Suns if they were five or six or eight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, anything else you can see off the top of your head? Beretta came out with a hunting rifle. I saw that. Oh well, they they I don't make know nice rifles. They're just not really that popular. No, yeah, in, they're in not America. popular here for sure. Um, um, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that someone in the comments going back. Well, how did you not talk about the, the blah 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 blah? The well, new here's Sig the beauty, Sauer. Jeff. We have we have a show. We have a podcast that's not on YouTube, so no one. Uh, comments or talk shit so far. The downloads went through the roof last week. Thank you so much for listening. Like I'm, I'm so happy. It makes me so happy that the show is it's growing every single week, and uh, I'm very happy about that. But we have had zero interaction with <laughs> with listeners outside of like our friends who will be like, "Hey, quit saying shit about me." Steven is like gonna death stalk me at Iowa this year. Um, Hi, Steven. But. There will eventually we will have some sort of mechanism. I don't know if I'll start a telegram or something on our website or uh, we do have a website, not another shooting show.com. Um, there's not really anything there yet. It's just sort of the under construction page. I haven't had time to do shit with it. Um, I think I'll eventually do like just like, hey, right into the show, like a little form email thing yeah, make, on the yeah, website. Make it, make it Make an email of some sort. You can also interact with us at matches. Be prepared. I talk with my hands a lot, and I'm a large person. Some people get Jeff's it hard to miss. Um, you won't see me in a match anytime soon because it's winter and it's cold as balls in South Dakota. Although it's been warm this week, but 
Um, it, it, it improved 50 degrees and it's still below freezing. Well, it improved 50 degrees, but it's been foggy and misty and icy as shit everywhere. And I fell on my ass and bruised my leg. So I'm I'm over. It went from one kind of shitty to a different kind of shitty. It's just less uncomfortable uh, when you're outside. Anyway. Yep. Uh, now we've, we've gone into full web mode. So I think it's time to wrap up the show. Okay. Okay. He's Jeff King. I'm Andy Erickson. This is not another shooting show. Shooting show.